Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome back. You know, for all the talk about the Federal Reserve and its current chairman, Jerome Powell, I think it's it's worth a reminder that Jerome Powell is not the sole member of the Federal Reserve. He's not the one that ultimately makes every decision. With each FOMC meeting, there is a meeting between different Fed uh, uh, presidents and and, uh, various Fed members, and it operates on a a voting basis, uh, a rotating voting basis. So some members have votes sometimes and sometimes they don't. They're just a non-voting member of the Fed. And, And I think it's worth a reminder that for all the, I would say, dovishness that that Jerome Powell has has put out over his his time in uh, the chairman position, there's a lot of people in the Federal Reserve that are even more dovish than he is. And I know some people would say that he's not a dove, but relatively speaking, he is. Maybe just not as much as uh, some of the other members that I'll be talking about today. And, and I want to talk about this uh, Charles Evans. He's the Chicago Fed president. Um, just from an article I saw over on CNBC talking about his statement on on inflation, that the Fed is still basically failing on their goal of inflation. Now, quick reminder, the Fed basically has has two primary mandates, two uh, overall objectives that it's working to, to achieve. The first one is stable prices, and the second one is... Uh, high employment, basically low unemployment. Okay, but stable prices, it's a little bit, I don't know, I should say it's it's vague, but it's not. It's actually pretty straightforward. Stable prices is their goal. And the Fed's interpretation of that is not 0% inflation, which would make sense for stable prices, but 2% inflation on a year-over-year basis. It it's 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 mind-boggling how they arrived to that conclusion, um, and yet that what that is what the Fed is is basically stated as their goal of when they, when they mean stable prices they mean inflation of at least two percent on a year over year and I say at least because of this uh, uh, statement put out by Charles Evans here talking about how hey the Fed has basically failed in their goal of achieving two percent inflation for most of the last 10 years since the the recession, the Great Recession, and that it should take a more aggressive stance, meaning easier monetary policy. Lower and lower interest rates, more and more QE, and whatever other tools they feel like using to achieve 2% inflation, at least. But he's even said here, uh, basically, that... uh, Quote, this is from CNBC, Chicago Fed President Charles Evans calls for an aggressive response and said the central bank should articulate clearly that it's okay with inflation above the target. And, and this is a suggestion that has been made in the past, this idea that, well, for like 10 years, not exactly 10 years, but for many, many years, inflation has run under our target of 2%. 
So if we're going to average things out, there shouldn't be anything wrong with inflation running above 2% for 10 years or 8 years or 5 years or whatever. Let's let it run at 3% or 4%, right? At least we're not below 2% and, and we'll, just, we'll just call it even. It's, again, straying further and further away from that mandate of, of stable prices. Uh, but it's also, I think, a, an excuse that the Fed is likely to use in the future when real inflation is ultimately sparked. Now, I have two problems with this whole idea of no inflation. First of all, I think myself and many of my, my viewers would agree that, hey, inflation is occurring. The Fed just may not be measuring it very well. In fact, they use the PCE uh, indicator of inflation, which is consistently lower than CPI, if I remember correctly, consumer price inflation. And so right there, maybe they're not using the right tool. <clears throat> but furthermore, there are some things that... that some items, whether it's consumer items and whatnot, that, that are just not going to inflate as much as time goes on. Electronics comes to mind. Electronics uh, have been scaled up in production. They've become much, much more advanced, required less and less materials, such as silver and, and, and rare earth metals and whatnot. And therefore, the price is likely to come down, even though performance oftentimes is increasing, whether it's a TV or a smartphone or a laptop. That's just one example of uh, prices maybe going down or staying steady despite the fact that there may be underlying inflation. But there is a crazy amount of inflation if they're looking elsewhere. You can look to the, the cost of college. You can look to the cost of college textbooks. That's just one basic one. But, but also another huge segment of the economy, healthcare. Healthcare has, costs have been skyrocketing. So is housing in many places, whether it's renting or, or the actual price of a house. Skyrocketing. And those are all expenses, but what about assets? What about bonds? Bonds continue to drop in yield. That's price going up. That's asset inflation. The same is true for stocks. Stocks are at an all-time high. Real estate, which I already sort of mentioned, continues to inflate for the most part. Right. So I would argue that they're doing a terrible job of actually measuring inflation in the first place and that inflation is certainly present <clears throat> low interest rates quantitative easing oh it sparked inflation they're just not measuring it very well at all but again what can we glean from this statement which which actually neil kashkari who's the the minneapolis fed president um basically doubled down on and said that the Fed should even go so far as to say that they're going to hold off on hikes until inflation hits 2%. And by the way, I don't think the Fed is going to hike rates anytime in the near future. But, but again, this would be a very dovish signal to the market. What can we glean from this? Well, <clears throat> the segment of doves in the Federal Reserve um, is, has been there for a long time. I mean, hey, you saw what, what Bernanke and, and Yellen were able to do during their time in, in the chairman, chairwoman position with keeping interest rates basically at 0%, um, quantitative easing and all that. Doves have been there for a long time. But I think that the, the motivation to get more doves at the Federal Reserve is going to continue to increase whether 
Trump is the president or whoever the president is after him. Um, because, simply put, the Fed is a powerful tool to, to uh, try and achieve short-term economic goals. And furthermore, as we head into another recession, as the stock market rolls over, the, all these things you know, occur, another financial crisis potentially, there's going to be people that will want the Federal Reserve to, to act extremely aggressively. Right? I'll remind you, in, in something like an eight-week period, the Federal Reserve has increased their, their balance sheet by, I want to say, $250 billion dollars through QE and their repo operations. Right, you can do the math on that, on how much that is on a, on a yearly basis. It's several trillion. Now, they're not going to quite keep up that pace for an entire year. Um, it's going to drop off after a while. But but what I'm saying here is that the Fed has, has done that in addition to three rate cuts now. They're already moving in a pretty aggressive direction, and yet it's not enough from their perspective and from from, I think, the market's perspective. You know, when I say that there's going to be people that want the Fed to act more aggressively, that's going to be true for probably whoever the president is and, and whatever else, but also in the markets. Markets are going to demand more and more stimulus. I mean, that's the way, that's the nature of stimulus. That a greater amount of stimulus is always required to follow up the last round of stimulus because stimulus is short-term in nature. It's short-sighted in nature. And with each round of stimulus, the negative side effects build up on, on the other side of that, requiring the next round of stimulus not only to offset those negative side effects, but also to, to stimulate the underlying you know, economic growth and whatnot. And this just serves as, a, a, I think, a, a good reminder for all of us, uh, the importance of precious metals in one's portfolio, the continuing... Uh, decline of the dollar as the Fed continues to shoot for higher and higher inflation, even by their their really poor um, indicator PCE, and that the Fed is is going to get very aggressive here. We're talking zero or negative rates, uh, mass amounts of quantitative easing, and, and much much more to come, uh, because we're already seeing interest rate cuts and and QE and repo operations, despite the fact the fact that according to, to the official numbers, the, the economy is not in a recession. Stocks are at an all-time high. Bond yields remain low. You know, all of that, and yet the Fed is still easing pretty aggressively. What happens when the stock market is down 20 30 40%? What happens when we have a financial crisis? What happens when we have negative 2 3 4% uh, economic growth? Um, it's going to get pretty crazy. So anyways, I hope you enjoyed today's uh, podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As always, thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in today and God bless.